Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Hi, Podcast. Hi, Miles. My name is Mark, and that voice you just heard was Miles. We are, of course, also joined by Jackie. Hi. Hi, Hi Jackie. And this is a podcast that covers the TV anime adaptation of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and a lot of the other TV or film adaptations of JoJo and nothing else at all. And this week, we are going to be talking about the second episode of the Stone Ocean anime, uh, which I think is just called Stone Ocean. Episode? Yeah. Okay. For some reason. Or maybe it's called Cry Cry Dolls. That makes sense. I gotta look. You don't know what it's called. Well, I don't. The stand is introduced, so. The stand is introduced. Another stand is introduced. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of things happen. But... uh, we also, you know what, I'll just, I'll intro you now, guest. Uh, we have a guest on this week. Haven't had one in a while. Yay. At least Hi. Miles doesn't count. But yes, uh, this is Elliot. Why would I count? Who, <laughs> You're always here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we, we are joined by Elliot, who you probably have heard of, is this fair to say, if you are into Blazeball? I hope internet. so. Or I what don't hope so. I hope I'm not that popular. Uh, Blazeball is a video game. It's a browser video game where you follow a fake baseball league that is like fantasy baseball, but fantasy in the way that sometimes batters can like catch on fire or gain magic powers, or sometimes the sun explodes and that has effects on the whole league. I like that. It's pretty fun. So is it just text? It's mostly text. It's like if you have ever seen, um, you know, if you've ever gone to like ESPN and seen like uh, summaries of ongoing games and it's just like kind of play-by-plays, it, most of the website is delivered that way. Um, like scores and and very brief summaries of what players are doing. Uh interspersed with like weird fiction like a lot of people compare it to like Night Vale Welcome to Night Vale where there's just weird fiction in between what happens to baseball players right now one of the teams previously known as the Ohio Worms whose mascot whose um whose motto is oh worm uh (laughs) they got they won (laughs) they won a league-wide vote to uh to worship a peanut god, um, okay. and now they're known as the Ohio Peanuts, and all I think all of their players are peanuts. That does sound now. like Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> I've, I've never heard it, but I have to say that all of this is making me way more interested in it than when I tried to figure out what it was, because when I tried to look it up, I think it's such like a dry sense of humor that like they were like, yeah, it's baseball. It's just like baseball, except there's just a like little baseball. bit of different stuff. And I was like, I, I don't understand you guys. But the but the it's not real teams or it or players. It's not based on real life players. Yeah, or teams. yeah. All of the all the teams are are made up. All okay. the player names are like randomly generated. Um, so there's a lot of fun player names. That does seem like fun. That's it's almost sounds like Dwarf Fortress or something. If they yeah, made all the Dwarf absolutely. Fortress people yeah. play baseball. <laughs> yeah, I think there are a lot of Dwarf Fortress fans. Who are into it because like a lot of the a lot of the fun stuff in baseball that happens is just the in between of when really strange rules collide and mm. make stories that a human could never have written. Yeah, yeah. Just hearing you recap that, I was just thinking <laughs> of the dwarf 
Fortress no clip where he's talking about cats getting drunk and then trying to clean their eyeballs and going blind or something like that, where it's just like, sure, okay. that I don't know who would have sat down and thought of that. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, and Elliot has been on the pod before, not talking about Blazeball then, talking about the Ebony Devil or Devo yeah. episode of JoJo's, which is back in Stardust Crusaders. I remember that. Yeah. How long ago was that? What year was that? That was a long time ago. Ah, uh, man. I want to say 2018. What? I want to say it, and so I will say it. 2018, but what, I have not looked. What episode was that? It's the one where Polnareff is trapped in a hotel room, and a guy crawls out of the fridge, and he <laughs> has a puppet, and oh, the, yeah. the puppet bothers him. Polnareff has to break the mirror to see him. The puppet pisses on stuff, and Polnareff hides under the bed, like he straps himself underneath What's the bed. What's the power? It's a just an evil doll. Okay. <laughs> they do that a lot, I guess. Yeah. There's That's been like a couple. not the last evil doll in yeah. JoJo. <laughs> I mean, this episode features This episode is kind of dolls. an evil doll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> features an, a doll and a power that we've kind of already seen before, but we'll get there. Have we? Okay. We'll get there. I, yes, the JoJo wiki was really helpful in, in jogging my memory and some stuff because there's just so much weird shit that your brain tends to just be like, all right, I'll just eject that, move on. Um... But uh, yes, other things about us, we uh, are on Twitter. If you go, wait, to I have what? more questions for Elliot. Okay, go yes. ahead. Uh, what's your experience with JoJo's? I don't remember. Oh, sure. Um, I like JoJo. I have not read the manga. I have. Re- I've watched all the anime, including uh, all of the Stone Ocean that's out so far. Um, okay, I did watch don't spoil ahead. it. I will not spoil it. Okay. Yes. Elliot volunteered uh, that first yesterday. I will, it was say like, that I will like not it. spoil it. I like this season. It's fun. Cool. Oh, good. I like it so far, too. All two episodes we've watched. <laughs> we've watched at least twice each one. Yeah. Um, but yes, more about us. Uh, we have a Twitter. We are at JJB Pod there. And you can find all of our past podcast episodes by going to anchor.fm slash JJB Pod or just looking up JoJo's Bizarre Podcast on whatever podcasting app you have. The episodes are in a weird order, but uh, I have a guide, and there is now an intro to the first episodes where I will say, this is Diamond is Unbreakable. We're starting there. We didn't know. And then at episode whatever the hell, we'll actually start Phantom Blood. So don't be confused. Start listening, and you'll figure it out. I also renamed a bunch of episodes. I just want everyone to know that I work very hard behind the scenes when I want to. Great job, Mark. (laughs) Good job, Mark. Thank you. Uh, you can also email us by writing to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Um, but before we talk about JoJo's, we need to first take a stop in our p- pedantry parrot, our reply rat corpse. The uh, reply conver- rat corpse is good. I Recon- think that's good. Reply rat. Co- okay, I'll stop. We're gonna we're gonna listen. We're gonna read some emails. Sent to us by listeners. Okay, we got an email from Google saying your sign-in is changing. <laughs> whoa, uh, whoa, what? <laughs> Do you want to read that one? No. Okay. I don't know. Ahead. It just mentions two-factor wise. authentication. It's, you know, every it's boring. Uh, Miles, How am I going to sign in if we have to use two-factor authentication? <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to... Just gonna text you, yeah, it's three nine two nine or whatever the hell. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll see if we can become a small business account or something and then add devices. <laughs> and they'll be like, How much money do you make? And I'll you be like, have, Fuck off. You can have two factor on multiple devices. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. The future's now. Well, we just figured it out, Miles. Anyway, just pray Thanks, you, Jackie. Pray I can't reverse it and end up getting into your shit. But we'll see. This email's from JJ. Subject line is Jotaro is an okay question mark dad. Please scream this part unless you are Miles. Okay. Why Hello. unless Miles? <laughs> I don't know. They Miles spelled my is, name wrong though. Miles is quieter. Mm. Hello. I have a theory about Jotaro not being there for his family. Since he travels to look at sea life, he wouldn't be home much anyway. But he is also a stand user and a famous user at that. I think he left his family and went into hiding to protect his family from other stand users. It doesn't help that apparently stand users are drawn to each other. Your thoughts? See ya, JJ. P.S. I love you. Aw. Thanks, JJ. I think that's Aww. a good point, Sweet. JJ. I Let's give Jotaro three dad points. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. It would be better if Jotaro or someone said that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to believe it unless he, somebody actually <laughs> yeah, says yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of good benefit of the doubt. Well, well we, we want to feel that's good about our like, angry It's boys. not wrong. I don't want JoJo's, I don't want like Jotaro to show up and be like, oh yeah, I just forgot I had a daughter or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember because I feel like the whole like going into, going incognito protect you, but it's as, it's probably as good as an excuse as when Abdul, spoilers for part three, when Abdul is like dead and then his friends don't know that he's not dead mm-hmm. and he's just gone for weeks or months and then he's like, oh, I'm back. We didn't, we didn't tell you to protect you. It's like, what the hell's the matter with you? You could have been here. Why didn't you tell me? Do you remember what Lisa Lisa's excuse was for not being a mom to her kid? I don't know. I I do not remember. I don't remember. It may have been protection or something. I think it was, maybe it was so that Joseph would like look at her when she's taking a bath. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Maybe she wanted the sun. That's why why Araki wrote it that way. (laughs) Yes. Araki, as we have once again noticed in this episode specifically, has no problem sending sending all the shonen boys to my candy every now and then. Yeah. uh, Of the ladies. And some men. Oh, yeah. Thank you, JJ, whose name I'm sure is short for J. Jotaro Jameson. Mm. I've decided. (laughs) Must be what that is. There's only two J's. Yeah, I just snuck one in there. Stupid. Well, no. Jotaro Jameson is one <laughs> word in this oh, in this okay. imagination. Uh-huh. I apologize. Thanks. Great. All right. This email is from Silen. First time writer, active listener. Hello, JJB Pod crew. I wanted to write in and let you all know how much I've enjoyed your podcast. It has helped me so much with getting through my day and always keeps a smile on my face. I love all of you in each of your own quirky ways. Like when Miles sings, give it away. And when Jackie voices Mista's sex pistols. I forgot about that. <laughs> what, what, is it like, Mista? Probably. <laughs> like, <"Help!"> uh-huh. <laughs> um, Mark, Mark just makes me laugh with the most, makes me laugh the most with his awesome jokes, not being sarcastic. I put off writing in for a long time, but I'm at the point of actually wanting to become an active writer. Uh, I just like to contribute to the podcast that I've grown to love so very much. Congrats on making it to stone ocean. I just know Jackie and miles will love it. I myself have already binged what's on Netflix as well as read all of part six. So I'm just waiting for the next batch of episodes to drop. I'll leave off with a question that isn't Jojo's related. Sorry. 
Uh, do y'all have any tips on how to get through the work day or on how to make a job you don't like very much more enjoyable? Uh, I recently got a new job which doesn't allow me to listen to the pod with my earbuds and it makes the days so much longer. Sorry for the long email. I'll try my best to write in next week. P.S. I am very, very horny for this pod. Xylan. Thanks, Xylan. Said some very nice things to us. Yeah. Nobody ever writes in and says that they like Mark. So it's nice. <laughs> that's I don't think fine. that's true. That someone did that. No, people like Mark. No, that's funny. Uh, I'm already no, feeling I'm awkward it's, from this. I'm saying it's nice because Mark works the hardest on this podcast. It's that's true. Eh. And I feel like people don't show enough appreciation. No, no, no. Don't say that. Mark's no. the reason we're all here. It's true. That, that isn't necessarily <laughs> yeah, a good thing. True. that's like uh if you're in like a collapsed tunnel and you're like hey we wouldn't all be here without you <laughs> like okay <laughs> dubious honor no um i i think to get through the work day if you can't listen to music or podcasts one thing you could do is if you can talk to somebody make a friendship with them and just talk their ear off yeah the entire time make friends with somebody just be really annoying no don't be annoying <laughs> They you gotta know. get they gotta get their work done too. Maybe. Miles, do you have any advice? Um okay. I, I don't think I've had a job like this in a very, very long time. Miles just loves the his job. The last jobs. one I had was like I was like a bank teller, and I think that was just like such a busy job that I I don't know. Some jobs are boring. I mm. agree with Mark. Talk to people. Be just be a really annoying person. Don't be annoying. Just hum, <laughs> sing. Make friends. Like, I don't know. Like, you got to pass the time somehow. Yeah. Is it, I guess it depends. Is it like a job where you have to talk to people? Yeah. Because that's tough. Like, if you're working in retail or something and you have to interface with people, but you don't want to. Or if it's just like a desk job and you just have nothing to do all day. I got a friend who... He worked nights. So he had to just like watch in IT. He had to w just watch a server, and mostly nothing happened. Um, but he was on a computer, so he could just like watch videos or something. Yeah. I I have a friend who works like reception. I don't think it's security. And he's like, I just play Hearthstone all day. He's like, my bosses go by and they know I'm playing Hearthstone and they don't care because I just need to like when people come to the door, I talk to them. When they yeah. call me, I pick up the phone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I don't think I've ever had a job like that. I, d I did. You did? At the tech center when I worked at the tech center. Oh, yeah, yeah. At, at our university, I worked at the tech center. And like, you know, uh, we had to make sure like the printers were like stocked with paper. And then like if someone needed a conference room, we booked it for them. But like for the most part, we we sat at a desk and waited for people to come to us. So... I mostly like wrote papers or like studied That's or whatever. Awesome. Or if I didn't have any papers to write or whatever, then I had um or things to read, study for whatever, then I would like play games. Um so I remember I played a little bit of um what was that game? Mark, you just got it for you just got the new version on your phone. Puzzle Quest. Yeah, I used to play Puzzle Quest oh. on my laptop. Yeah, Puzzle Quest one like eight oh like a weekend of mine like just 48 hours back to back yeah just leveling up some spider that i was riding i don't know i played other stuff too but it had to be like casual stuff that like i could drop if somebody came up to the desk so and that was a long time ago there was no hearthstone i would yeah <laughs> if you can't play like an active video game i think you should print out some kind of visual 
riddle or like a text riddle and just like put it on your desk and then just like ponder it occasionally and see if you mm. can figure it out. Ponder it, yeah. You know, like if you have like you a, a book. matchsticks that you can rearrange. Just do like brain teasers while yeah. you're doing stuff. Yeah. Play the game The Room on your phone. I I just bought them. Yeah, if they can't listen you know to a this? podcast, they, it must be they either have to be interacting with people or something. Like they're on their feet, you know, they're stocking shelves or something. They're, they're, they're either doing something physical or... No, then again, if you're like stocking shelves or something, you could still listen to yeah. music. Maybe they're, they, they work in like that factory that Lucy did in I Love Lucy. Uh-huh. And it's like more about yeah. like being aware. Oh, the factory where, where the, the, the chocolates bonbons. come by? Yeah. yeah. It could be. <laughs> Miles, what were you going to say? This is like the stage of of parenting that I'm at, where like nothing much is happening, but you have to pay attention in case something happens. I, mm. A friend of mine compared it to like being a truck driver, where you no, just have no. to like look, or else like something terrible will happen the second you look away. I think what I do is I like it's very hard to not just look at my phone <laughs> instead <laughs> of at my precious oh, yeah. child. So I just try to like. <laughs> be really in the moment and convince myself that I, I should be paying attention to these precious moments. But it's very, very hard. You should just talk about your day or something. Just do like a solo podcast or conversation. You just talk to yourself. That's what I try to do and narrate <laughs> stuff. But yeah, the narration podcast, is just like... Just make a podcast. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you're playing with your truck. You're playing with your truck still. <laughs> no, you still should just... with your truck. <laughs> you should just talk to him. You should just be like, I'm having a political philosophical crisis right now <laughs> and i'm going to imagine a conversation with a person that doesn't exist but i want to exist because all my arguments would own them and then just talk it out that's what i do in the shower in my head i just imagine conversation. Like a rich inner life which i don't it's not it's a lot of the same stuff <laughs> I'll, I'll give an i'll give a, another tip which is um try to make time for some breaks uh just to break up your day so um, you know, make sure you take your lunch break at like a good time. That's kind of like halfway. Like if you, because if you take lunch like too early, then it feels like the day just feels like super long. Like the afternoon feels super long. Um, yeah, just give yourself some breaks when you feel yeah milestones like, to stressed. hit stressed. Yeah, milestones. Take up smoking. No, don't <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I'm gonna move on to the next email. Uh huh. This email is from Kenny. Subject line is good game dolls. Hey guys. Oh yeah, GG dolls. Hey guys, I'm back at it again, writing to the pod after finishing episode two and what an awesome episode it was. After the introduction to the prison by Charlotte, the MVP prison guard, Jolene finally meets the first enemy stand user. I think Wes is a perfect first villain. Brutal, kind of funny, and absolutely crazy. I think Araki put a little chocolate in there, a sadist taking care of a human pet. I also really like how she gets all philosophical about naming her stand, but calls it fucking Goo Goo Dolls, and how she sings Jolene's name, just like in the song Jolene. Can we talk about how Stone Free is easily the coolest stand ever? I mean, how it manifests out of thread, punching Little Feet 2.0 into the wall, and looking at the camera with its stylish sunglasses, come on. And then we even get Jolene naming her stand, making her dad's trademark catchphrase, and giving Gwes an Ora Ora beatdown in under one minute. Still getting goosebumps just by thinking about it. Jolene is an absolute badass. Well, that's all from me for this week. Have fun. Kenny. P.S. Am I the only one who always understands don't stop beating a man as the last line of the OP? Uh, 
that specifically no but i have also heard her say like beating your wife mm. I, think, I don't know what they're saying i, I think it might be beating your times. wings oh uh, don't Maybe? stop beating and then something because it's like if, if the butterfly metaphor is a thing that makes sense. don't stop beating a man don't no it's like it's like don't stop beating a man you know right before like the instrumental yeah. takes over for the last time I, that's appropriate that's well she beats a that's lot of women about yeah don't stop beating females maybe i don't know uh you're probably not the only one a bad though. message i think it's totally totally <laughs> please clip that out of context <laughs> nah. uh, i think the melody gives away that i was not serious this email brings up a point that I wanted to make this episode, which is like her power actually. So, so Kenny's saying the opposite, but I don't think her power is that cool. We'll get there. Why not? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we'll, we'll talk about the, it in we'll the JoJo's episode. episode. Why can't we guess, talk about right? it now in the email okay. that talks about her being cool and having a cool stand? I worry that people skip the emails, um, but maybe they don't. They don't. Maybe they're, they're no. more often about JoJo. Okay. It's about JoJo. Okay, Sorry. Fine. Say what you say. We say you're you're feeling again. Again? Why? Because you're, you're gonna cut out all this? Yes. Okay. Well, now I don't know. You got to leave all this in, Mark. You, I'm sorry. You think that her stand is lame? Yeah, she just has like no, no, no. Not that her stand is lame. Not that her stand is lame. Her stand is fine. Compare her to Jorno, Jotaro, Josuke. I don't think Rasan is as like at the same level as like the previous protagonists. Yeah, because so far, so like, far, because they so the, far, the definitely true. The other powers were like OP. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they were like, oh my god, these crazy like overpowered like stands, and she has a cool like she has range with her string powers, and she does have a punchy guy with glasses, but. I think I it's a girl. A girl. I think. I thought it was a guy. Well, whatever. I don't know. We don't know. Um, I mean, it's like the string is perfect for prison, right? Like just being able to grab stuff, sneak through mm -hmm. bars and all that. It seems like it, it can punch real good, which it's a protagonist JoJo stand. It must be able to punch real yeah. hard. Punch. But yeah, I understand. Like Giorno's intro to his stand is that he's like turning dollar bills into butterflies. Yeah. Like that's a god power. Um, yeah, and then like, and yeah. fucking Josuke can like stop time and shit. No, Josuke can't stop time. He can reform things. He can kind of rewind time in a way. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Jotaro. Yeah, Jotaro. Well, Jotaro eventually can stop time. In yeah. the right, beginning, he, his stand can just, just punch, punch stuff, and catch a bullet. It's like real fast. Uh, he oh, can true. also that's draw good. Him, yeah. Mark. yeah, he catches yeah. the bullet. Like I may be deaf, and well, eventually a it can draw bullet. good. <laughs> extend its finger really far into a point big finger <laughs> that star finger big finger <laughs> um yeah it can see very far and uh I, well, look I, I don't think, i think the cool thing about stone free is that like the context here is that since jolene is in prison she gets to use it for all these for all these kind of puzzles or all these challenges that the other JoJo's didn't have to, where she just has to not get caught or not get seen mm. or has to sneak around other people. Um, I hope, I mean, that gets more interesting, I think. Yeah, but I, I can see why 
right now, yes, strings and punching is not that exciting. Even if she could theoretically use it the way she did by accident in the beginning, like it just listened to conversations far away. Oh, that is a cool. That is that, a cool that thing. That does make it it's cool for a prison she, to she think has of how the to most, escape. I think she has the most range out of out of all the. That's judges, what I think right? too. Yeah. I think yeah. she has the longest range, which yeah. is usually something you find in villains, like her random. Mm. No, not always. Koichi had a stand that could fucking yeah. fly up in the air and look at the whole town. Um, so yeah, but it but it did seem like there was a power creep thing going on. But Jorno in the beginning, he couldn't do what his requiem could eventually do. Um, he did. I think it took a few episodes, but he did get a power to. Whatever he turns into an organic thing, if it gets hurt, it deals damage back to the attacker, which is ridiculous to the point where Araki stopped giving it to him. It just <laughs> mysteriously vanished. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Josuke's power, it's like on its face is not that incredible. The fact that he can reform broken things. Yeah. But yeah. But you can do a lot with that. And that's also like a godlike Well, we'll power. see with the strings. Maybe the strings can do a lot. Maybe listening far away can do a lot. Mm, okay. Um, and it has sunglasses, so it could go out it in the bright. Sunglasses. It's in Florida. It's very powerful. The sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe under those eyes, it's like uh, you know, like J.C. Denton has like flashlights that shoot out. I do like the design of the stand. It's very cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the visuals. We'll we'll see in this episode how it forms out of like strings coming out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Forms into clumps. Clumps. <laughs> Not we, my word. That's that's strings. what they say in the English version is clumps. Yeah. Anyway. The subject line for this email is episode two, and it is from Katie, who says, Greetings, JJB Pod. Just wanted to write in and say that I'm also watching one episode a week along with you and Chad. <laughs> I think uh, Ken- Kenny also said that uh, he had just finished episode two. I'm sort of cheating because I read the manga last year, but it's nice pacing things out. The bizarre really started in earnest in this pod, LOL. I forget if you already mentioned it, but the English localization of Goo Goo Dolls and Stone Free made me laugh. Cry Cry Dolls and Stone Ocean. Anyways, I'll be starting a Yare Yare Dawa drinking game for the rest of the season. Cheers, Katie. I thought it was GG Dolls. It's I different in the dub compared to the subs. Oh, okay. Yes, which is really sad because we didn't watch the dub for other parts of it. So like in part four, when Boy Man Man is the replacement <laughs> for Boys Two Men, we never confirmed that like the English voice actors had to say that. We would just see it in the subtitles and you go, ah, okay, it's just the dumb subtitle change. But yeah, here they should have flipped it. It should have been that the silly name Cry Cry Dolls was the subtitle and they should have just said GG Dolls no, out loud. No, I disagree. I think GG Dolls makes it like way too obvious that it's Goo Goo Dolls. So that's why they wanted to make it di- more different. I guess, but you're not writing Goo Goo Dolls. You're writing GG. So the, you know what I mean? So the st- her actual stand is called Stone Free? Yes. But they called it Stone Ocean because that's the name of the of the show. Yeah. Okay. Stone Free yeah. is that's the, the is that the one is, that's um, the Jimi Hendrix album? It's a Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Yeah. I forget what it is about Stone Free like the lyrics or what have you, but I feel like there was characteristics of it that reminded me of Jolene or perhaps it may have. It's a counterculture anthem, I believe. Uh, And, you know, she's like a, uh, you know, she's someone who was in a gang and maybe living on the fringes a little bit, but also it's a cool name. Yeah, the idea. And that's why at the end of this episode and in like one of the promo videos, she's like, my stand's name is Stone Free because it's going to get me out of this stone prison, out of this stone ocean. But here she's like, 
my stand's name Stone Ocean because it's going to get me out of this Stone Ocean. Yeah. Which, it's going to get me. It's going to get me of, free. Sea of Stone. It's like if you were in the, which, the yeah. Jacob Javits Center, sense, but it's okay. and you're like, yes. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> for my. My stand's name is Jacob Javits Center because I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, what? no, your name should keep you in the place. What? It doesn't really work. But that's the thing mm-hmm. is like, I was listening back to the Kira Buckland episode mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I remember how much she loves Jojo. And then imagine uh, For context, her, for context, listeners, uh, we had Kira Buckland on this podcast a long time ago and she is the voice of Jolene uh, in the English version. Thank you. Yeah, in 2017, she was on and, you know, they were briefly alluded to like really wanting to voice Jolene. Uh, and the fact that she was Raimi Sugimoto in part four, I was like, well, she's never going to be Jolene. <laughs> um, but it's just imagining being a JoJo fan and like trying to picture saying things a certain way. It's like not only do they have their own translation for things, but you also have to say like cry cry dolls. Yeah. And say things that don't make any sense because of the translation differences. Uh, it's got to be really weird. By the way, Elliot, if you have any dreams, you should say them out loud on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. your bit, your dream bit. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> your dream prophecy, genie, uh, monkey's paw thing. Yeah, we'll what see if it's a real monkey's paw. whose ball. dreams come true? I hope it's not a monkey's paw. Like, what? what's going to happen to Kira Buckland? Well, she had to say things like Stone Ocean, yeah. my stand yeah. oh, right. will take me out of here. <laughs> That's awkward. Um, Jackie, do you want to read? That's not so read? bad. It's, it's not the worst. It's like a very minor monkey's no. paw. It's like you stub your toe because you got a new car or something. Like, eh. Yeah. This email is from Chad. Uh, subject line is worst prison cellmate ever? Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. First, I need to ask: Did anyone else completely freak out when the parakeet Pichan popped his head open, revealing human arms, or was that just me? We are definitely back to watching JoJo. Also, if Gwes is able to reference the Dolly Parton song Jolene, do you think that means that every other musical act referenced by a character name or a stand name exists in the world of JoJo? Anyway, let's do some JoJo voice connections. One of the three guards uh, beyond the gunpoint that Jolene has to hide from shares his voice actor with the old Kung Fu master from Hinamatsuri. And that's all I got. (laughs) Everyone stay safe and stone free. (laughs) Mahalo, Chad. P.S. In Ranma One Half, there's a cute little black pig that mysteriously starts showing up at the Tendo residence and Akane decides to adopt him and name him Pichan. Do you think the fake parakeet's name is a reference to this? Mm, mm. Maybe. I was maybe. One- it's got to be a reference to something. Well, I've seen Pichan translated as Kapi-chan on... Mm. Well, in the dub, they say, yeah. they say the Paris name is Kapi-chan. And then I think one of the fan translations of the comic does the same thing. And I wonder if maybe it is because parrots mimic people. Mm. And so they copy you. And so maybe that is what Japanese people are trying to do with Pichan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, though, because they, they can say kopi. They, yeah. I think they even have that as like a loan word. Yeah, so it's short, it's short for kopi. It could be, yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess because if they said kochan, they'd be like, child, it is a child. What the fuck? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Loan words used to be very fucky with Japanese to English. But I also ha- will talk about it later. But Jolene's nickname in this episode took me forever to figure out. And uh, I finally did about an hour or so ago. Nickname? 
Oh, I see, I see. Chorokichi or whatever? Ah, you caught it. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Chorokichi. Okay, we okay, we'll get there. No, fuck it. Let's talk about it now, because last time I said I'd get to something, and then I forgot <laughs> Let's about do it. it. <laughs> guess or Gwess, whatever. Gwess. It's Guess. It's, it's Guess? It's Guess. Why? It's named after, oh, like, like, Guess jeans or whatever. Oh, are they going to have, like, DKNY, Apple Bottom? I don't, I can't spoil it for <laughs> oh, I you. I hope so. There's, I hope there's an apple bottom. <laughs> there might there might be a very plain looking uh, prisoner named Ugg, you know, maybe that's happening. Okay. Who knows? Um, okay. Fubu. Uh, <laughs> just go through all the brands. Aeropostale. Uh, there's a bunch of boats <laughs> called Old Navy. Anyway. Um, at some point, guess when she's like trying to train Rat Jolene, she decides to start calling her Chorokichi. Mm-hmm. And like looking up those words took me forever to figure out that because it's been translated as simple luck. And then one said like another like a fan translation attempt said like happy, happy birthday Chorokichi or something as the name of the chapter because it's it's just called uh, Chorokichi Tanjo or something. So it just translated the name as Chorokichi, which isn't helpful. But basically the Animal Crossing character Rizzo in English, is named Choro Choro or something. Something Choro in, in Japanese. And somebody on an Animal Crossing wiki pointed out that Choro Choro is onomatopoeia for like running around the way a little mm. rat or little mouse would run around. Oh. And then Kichi is just like a common ending for boys' names in Japan. Ken Kichi is a name. Yukichi is a name. Apparently, it's kind of out of fashion, though. You don't really see that as much now with this mm. generation. But it's basically like Gwes is calling Jolene in the rat suit like uh I don't know, Lil Runs around or something like that. I don't mm. know. Yeah, Lil Runs. Lil Runny. Lil Runny. Little mouse <laughs> little m- mice feet. Skitter skitters. Aaron. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. skitters. Skitters. Skitters is good. is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Took me forever to figure that out. So Back to Guess. So it's actually Guess in like the manga and stuff. The the katakana. No, it, is, it is pronounced Guess. Yeah, it, it is, is like written as Guess. One half, like half a letter away from Guess. Okay. Yeah, they don't use like the gay character. Okay. They use Guess. Because I, I was gonna ask what that was because it's like they tried to do like it's a like that like they tried to combine like Gwen and Jess or something. <laughs> My name's Gwesticon. <laughs> yeah, when I watched it, I thought it was a reference to like Gwen, Gwen Stefani or something. Mm. Oh, and like they'd have to, to cover it up or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's just supposed to be fashionable on the same wavelength as Hermes is Hermes. Mm-hmm. That right. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we think that the reference uh, they they could reference the Jolly the Dolly Parton song? Uh, do you think that other musical acts referenced by character name or stand name exist in the world of JoJo? I think some of them do and some of them don't. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think that's an interesting question. If Araki wants them to, then they do. But if not, it's just a regular name. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> not a band at all. Aerosmith is a thing. You've yeah. all heard that. What if Gwes in this universe Gwes invented that tune? She, oh. she wrote Jolene. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if she doesn't the time sing, She doesn't out. sing the rest of the lyrics. That wouldn't make any sense. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's like a, maybe maybe her stand starts shrinking stuff and then it becomes a time portal stand. Like she actually mm. goes into a small animal and goes back in time and is near Dolly Parton just 
lamenting the fact that she doesn't have her little chorokichi around. <laughs> Dolly Parton's like, oh, good. In the English version, she doesn't actually sing it to the tune of Jolene. She just kind of makes up her own Sadly, tune. Because yes. they, they won't yeah. let, I guess, in English, they won't let you, uh, they won't let you do it. We're more nervous about copyright yeah. here in the States, uh, which is why last week's episode, I used under 10 seconds of the song Jolene, and I did not mm. realize how short a time that is mm. for music. It's like, lean. <laughs> no, it's like, Jolene, it's like, uh, please don't take my, eh, it just kind of fades out on yeah. man. You know, 30 seconds is like what I like to use, but we have five episodes missing from our feed, I think because of DMCA bullshit. So oh, no. I am trying. How does copyright apply if you speed up the song? Like what if you play Jolene at double speed? I think at double speed, we'd be safe, but I think we'd also have very confused listeners. <laughs> what if yeah, just I could... do it at negative speed? As slow yeah, as it really slow. Have you ever done that where you watch a show on YouTube and you're like, you know it's like a bad rip, but you're like, what is wrong with their voices? And then oh, you realize yeah. they sped it up like by 10% mm. and a little it's, bit. Yeah. It's all fucky. Or like sometimes they'll have all the that. image bouncing around the screen. Yeah. Anyway, please don't pirate our podcast. If our voices sound different, hey. <laughs> How do you? Okay, yeah. Agreed. Don't pirate the podcast. People could send MP3s around. They could do it. Yeah. On Napster. Yeah, burn CDs with, <laughs> yeah. with this podcast on them. Hell yeah. I'm sure someone's burned this podcast to a CD. Maybe. Why? Maybe one person. Well, you know, if you're like traveling or something and you don't know how to download to your phone and <laughs> yeah. it's 1995, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, write in if you've done that, anyone. <laughs> if yeah, you know anyone. how to email. <laughs> it's my turn, right? Yep. If you know how to email, I just heard that. This email is from Pamela. Subject line is, she did the thing. She sang the song. Our lives are complete now. Hey there, JJB Pod. Last week's episode was very entertaining, as always. I had such a huge smile on my face listening to you guys talk about JoJo again. A quick note from episode one, I really do like Jolene's personality and how she assesses situations. It would have been disappointing if they had just made her a female Jotaro. Um, I'm happy she leans more into the silliness or stupidity of Joseph and Josuke. Those characters played a big part in the appeal of their stories. I think we need a break from the serious JoJo's like Jorno or Jotaro. Uh, there seems to be something going on between Romeo and that rat, elf, snake, crocodile, chihuahua-looking lawyer. The way he was holding Romeo close after ruining Jolene's life was very suspicious. Regarding episode two, I think Stonefree's intro is one of the most satisfying stand introductions. It drives home how stands protect you no matter what, even if you don't understand them completely. Gwess is absolutely insane. She should get some professional help. That being said, her character design is gorgeous and her stand is terrifying. Violence is never the answer, but it was really funny when she was crying herself to sleep after getting mm. beat up by Jolene. Distant Dreamer, that's the ending, is a beautiful song. It makes me emotional. I think it's a perfect ending. Question, what is your favorite introductory scene for JoJo thus far? The JoJo madness never ceases to hypnotize me. Feels great to be back. P.S. The horniness continues because nothing beats a good yada yada. Hmm. Indeed. Lot, to, lot, lot to say there. Uh, I do agree. I didn't think about it, but yeah, like Josuke is a little bit sillier, not quite as silly as Joseph, but he he's more lighthearted. Like his intro is him just being like, "I'm touch, I'm trying to touch a turtle because I'm disgusted by turtles. They freak me out, so mm -hmm. I'm trying to touch it to get over it." And then, you know, he just beats up some punks after being humiliated by them. 
Whereas, yeah, yeah I think Joe that's Toro, my favorite intro. Me too. To a JoJo character. Josuke's pretty good that way, yeah. Um, I mean, Jonathan's probably a sillier intro as well, but probably not as on purpose. Yeah. The True. fact that he's just some pampered, dumbass, rich kid running around. I don't know. I don't think he like <laughs> looks cool. He's not like perched on some rooftop or whatever. No. Um, Jackie, what's your uh, what's your your fave intro? If you if you can remember one. I don't. I I I just remember Joseph walking around New York as a young guy. I don't know. I like Joseph. Yeah, I I think I might like Joseph's as well because he just like beats up a bunch of cops. <laughs> and then isn't yeah. isn't he like, hey, I can't hear you to somebody, or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, but yeah, Joseph's intro fight where he saves Smokey is very fun. He makes a cop jam his finger through his nose, uh, which looks extremely painful. <laughs> Uh, he, he beats them with the power of Coca-Cola and Hamon together. It's pretty awesome. Together at last. Yeah, two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> Just ham powering. Uh, sorry, Hamon is ham to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I. what do you guys think of the ED? This, this second time around, because I, I heard it the first time we watched it, but I liked it a lot this second time around. I think I was disappointed it wasn't a recognizable pop song, but it's good. The ending? I remember Duffy. You yeah, do? She, like, oh, I don't know who she that came is. Out, she's like in the vein of like those like Naughty Knots bluesy UK singers. Like she was like she, she was like in the same vein as like like Adele when she first came out or like Amy Winehouse when she was alive. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. She's from 2008. Yeah. I wasn't super familiar with it at the time, but I do remember she, Duffy. She had one hit, but I forget I forget it. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. Duffy. Uh, Mercy. Mercy. But it yeah, sounded nice. It's the same album as the song Mercy. How does the song Mercy go? Oh, Mercy, Mercy Me. No, that's not it. That's it. No. Um, that's <laughs> I it. Don't oh my God. She wasn't that good, apparently. Uh, but she did, get a, she did get a Grammy nomination. So good for her. Perhaps we should uh, check it out sometime. I thought that maybe they used this song because it has that old school. Her vocals and the vocal effects made me think of like an old school, like 50s or 60s country singer. Definitely. Yeah. Same. You know, so maybe that same vibe is there because there's a few country references in this episode. Um, they should have put like a Pitbull song. <laughs> you're, you're always going to want somebody from you know what? Yeah. The, they, the 305. Florida, yeah. They should. Huh? Florida. Yeah, they should have put somebody from Florida. Right. They should have put like Trick Daddy and Trina. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, knowing Araki, he's more more likely at this point at least to put in like Tom Petty or something. I mean, he has used is Tom he from, Petty. Is he from Florida? He's from Florida. Okay. Um, but you're talking South Florida. South Florida. Well, I, that's just because that's what I that's what I like. But like, you can pick anybody from Florida. They should have just picked somebody from Florida. Uh, he might get there. Okay. He does. Yeah, break- we have another. We have another song. They have a second ED eventually. Oh, yeah. And we also just have a million more musical references. Oh, I, yeah. I do know the song Mercy, by the way. I just looked up the lyrics and I, I like, I thought that this was just an old song. Like, I thought it was like a Because it has that old song, school sound, yeah. Like, you got me begging you for mercy. Uh, oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this song's way better than that. Song. What? You don't like that song? Not really. Not. Uh, oh, I like not it. Not the little bit I remember. I like it. I don't like it. But I like do you like Jackie's song. rendition? Uh, yeah, that's good. It was okay. I recognize the song <laughs> from what Jackie's saying. I liked it too. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it worked. Thank you. Oh, by the way, this article about Duffy on Wikipedia wants you to know that this article is not about the English male singer born in 1941 named Duffy Power. Okay. So. Okay, good to know. That's somebody we have to know about. It's not about Duffy the Dampire Slayer. <laughs> it's not about Duffy the Dampire Slayer. No, no, no. <laughs> the Dampire Slayer. It could be Duffy the Dampire Slayer. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. Slaying half vampires. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. It could be. Wow. Anyway, what is this show about? <laughs> I mean, it used to be about vampires. That's true. It used to be about vampires and then the legacy of a half vampire, kind of, technically, three quarters vampire. No, one quarter vampire. I don't know. Whatever the ratio of head to body is, it's that. <laughs> okay, those are all the emails that were sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You too can be a minor technical part of history on this podcast. If you write to us with your thoughts about JoJo's so far, you don't write about JoJo's in the future. CD. You might mm. show up burned on a CD next to songs like Mercy by Duffy, <laughs> but not Duffy Power. We also have a Patreon. If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and pledge either a dollar a month or three dollars a month. Both of them get you access to the Patreon feed, which includes Miles's weekly cultural reference newsletter and any extra content that we have uploaded at times, which might include videos or photos or just some extra audio projects that I decided to do and put on there. Um, but... If you go to the $3 level, we will also thank you out loud by name like so. So thank you so much to Ken Barron, Kasun, Caleb, Lord Zendar, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Nocturnal, Kenny, Mr. Jackpots, Caden, Nick, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Martin, Michael, Christian, and Chad. Yay! We greatly appreciate your support. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. So again, that is patreon.com slash jjbpod. Uh, so why don't we just take a quick few minutes break, and then we'll come back and talk more at length about episode two of the Stone Ocean anime, which is called... I closed the Wikipedia tab, but I believe Prisoner <laughs> F. We will be going, uh, baby. Yes. <laughs> Prisoner number. Whatever. Yeah, we will talk more about Prisoner FE 308, whatever the hell. We'll be back in a moment. I don't get it. What do I do with this blaze ball? <laughs> you can talk about it later, Miles. We, we need to talk about yeah. Stone Ocean, okay. Episode 2, Stone Ocean. Prisoner FE, with a, Jolene's prisoner number and name, which is really the Goo Goo Dolls episode or the Gwess episode. Um, I have some trivia to tell you because y- you might have thought, "Woof, this isn't a new anime. Mark can't tell us any trivia and shit that mm-hmm. only he cares about. But you're wrong. I figured out a way to do it. This covers chapters four through eight of the Stone Ocean manga, mostly faithfully. Not as much s- stuff is cut out as, as was in the first episode, I think, because they also added shit there. Um, original, there were some funny original chapters because... When they collect Jojo into volumes, Araki or someone sees these story arcs. And so the first three chapters are Prisoner, FE40536, Jolene Kujo, Part 1, 2, and 3. But we lose chapter names like Pichan the Parrot um, and whatever the hell, Happy Bir- Chorokichi's Birthday, I think. I think it's <laughs> like, yeah, Happy Birthday Chorokichi. Because I guess Jolene as Chorokichi is being born. 
into mm. the rabbit into the rat suit. Excuse me. Uh, the chapter also opens with Jolene getting her hair cut, and the barber oh. takes out a pair of like electric trimmers, and is going to shave her head. And Jolene freaks out, and he's like, "Ah, oh, that's what we have to do is shave your head." And then he's like, "But I'll save five centimeters of hair of hair for five bucks, ten centimeters for ten. If you want to keep it all, it's thirty bucks." Mm. And she just slips him thirty dollars. Mm. Uh, which implies that like everyone should have their head shaved, but so far, like all of the women we've seen have regular length yeah. hair. So this guy's just well, we pulling in hundreds or thousands of dollars a day. We don't know how long Gwess's hair is because she kind of has a hat on, doesn't she? Or like cornrows or something. They're, they they it looks like a hair, short. I think it looks short. As is common with JoJo, we don't know if it's hair or a hat. Yeah. <laughs> to some degree. I couldn't tell if that was a hat or like maybe cornrows or like both. I don't know. Or just a short hairdo. Don't know if she has a last name either. Mm. Just don't know. Not according to uh, the wiki. Yeah, it's just Wes. Um, there's also a rule that was missing that I found if I were reading the comic in its good translation that I have now because I read the shitty one as well. And yeah, there were some jokes that were missing and stuff. But in the manga version, when Loco Barocco, who's that? Who's named for a fashion or I think an Italian architect, uh, that's the onion cop. Okay. The short <laughs> yeah. guy with like the weird bulbous eyes. He's the warden. We learned that he's the warden. He's the prison warden. He talks to people with a, uh, I guess, it's, is it a crocodile? Yeah, a hand it's puppet. Charlotte. Crocodile yeah. named it's Charlotte. A, it's a pink crocodile. Right. Uh, one of the things cut from the Charlotte slash Loco Barocco, who's named after an Italian architect, I think. Loco Barocco is the name of the, ar- ar- the a de- warden? A designer. Yeah, a designer. Okay, yeah. Another and that is a designer. Not his birth name, thank God. No one named him Loco. Mm. And they did oh, not do Such a this cool name. While rhyming with his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, he says something where he gives the rules briefly. And he says, you are not allowed to remove the list of prisoners detailing their skills. And like Jolene <laughs> or no one is like, wait, what the fuck? Like skills. There's apparently a list of all the prisoners and their skills, which it's it almost sounds like Araki accidentally wrote down <laughs> something about like do not take Hirohiko Araki's list of characters <laughs> that are coming up in right. the manga. It's really weird <laughs> yeah. that it's just kind of glossed over. Um, and yeah. So yeah, I think that haircutting thing would have been fun to see in this episode, but it's okay the way they started. Mm-hmm. Which how did it start? It starts with the opening, which is really cool and art pop B and 3D. Yes, the first time we see the opening officially. Yes, it's good. And it's really good. We talked about it a bit, but Kamikaze Doga is back to do a 3D JoJo opening. They haven't mm-hmm. been since Stardust Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's excellent. It includes little hints at what's to come. Uh, I think the OP is okay. I like it. I, I like when the, the call and response happens when the girls are saying like, yes, no way, or fly, stone, free. I mm-hmm. like that part a lot. Overall, not my fave. I think the ED is more memorable to me. Me too. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, yeah. oh, isn't that Duffy? <laughs> Duffy. You could sit there and reminisce about the late aughts. <laughs> Which I often um, do. The OP song is fun, but I think the tone is like too bright for Stone Ocean. You know? That could be true, yeah. It's it's very it's like the last time we heard this kind of like sort of rock or almost not quite punk, but this kind of rock music was like Chase in part four, I feel. Uh, and that had a dark tone to it, both in its mm-hmm. drawing and its tone. Whereas yeah, this feels a little bit more like 
yeah, we're a bunch of girls that are going to have fun. And then you see like decapitated animals. <laughs> right. And little yeah, I, don't, I don't think any of the actual characters, any of the main characters are, are quite like that. Are like, yeah, girl rock kind of characters at all. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe as, yeah, as things yeah. go on, we all just wear these rose colored glasses. We're like, man, they all had so much fun in jail. <laughs> Girls just want to have fun, you know. They do. Um. So it, after or after the opening is when um we see the warden Loco Baroco and his uh pink crocodile named Charlotte, and it's weird. I'm my my I've written in my notes this is weird like multiple times. I'm like this is weird. Yeah. This this is weird. Do you think it's weird that he based that they based the prison on freedom and equality? That was very yes. weird. That doesn't make what <laughs> what do kind you think, of prison? I mean, do you think this is Iraqi doing a like commentary on American justice in a <sighs> I think he just wanted to write an excuse up front for the fact that... <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> that, like, for, characters could go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that they're gonna, like, go up to each other's cells and fight each other and stuff. And, yeah, and he, like, knowing, like, any other author, I'd be like, yeah, okay, this is a commentary on America, thinking we're free, but having this crazy privatized prison system. Yeah. But knowing Araki, no, I don't think so. I think he just, <laughs> I, I think maybe he just didn't want to do like make, do a real prison thing where it's like the guards are like, oh, now you got to go shower. Okay, now yeah. you got your outside time. They take place time. in like one cell for and most like of every it. Yeah. Sing, like and and it would be hard to have like one on one battles if everyone has to be in the same places at the yeah. same time. You know, I, I think it's yeah. that, and it, it it's also that I do think that Araki, when he says like Americans are obs- like obsessed with freedom, which we are, I'm sure other cultures are too, but we. We, like especially like talk no, other about countries it all hate the time. It, Mark. <laughs> no, but I mean like do we're, other we're, countries like carry on about like, it as much as America does? Identity I don't. thing. I think we're unique about personal freedoms more so than other countries are. I, I think I don't know if that's true. Okay. I, well, I think it's a, I think it is. <laughs> well, I mean, didn't we inherit the concept of like liberalism and that kind of thing from like the French or something? Or am I thinking of democracy? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. A little bit, but in terms of like America making that their one defining trait, yeah, yeah, that the, one like amorphous thing that you couldn't even draw a picture. Of. It's like what the <laughs> fuck? Like freedom? Like yeah, that's good. That's not specific enough, but that is something that we love to talk about. And so the idea of like yeah, it's a prison, but America's trait is freedom. Right. Whereas yeah. like if it were French, I don't know, it'd be a prison made out of bread or something. Whatever they do. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, I, I do want to say though, like on the topic, I think it's really interesting that Araki, um, like all of the all of the prison guards here are portrayed as uh, as corrupt, right? Like everyone yeah. will take money, and and nobody, yeah, there's nobody in the entire prison who's like, well, some of the guards will take money, but but you know, watch out for this one because they actually follow the rules. Like none of them follow the rules. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, I think in all, throughout JoJo, like Araki kind of portrays most cops is corrupt like in every in every part it's true kind of corrupt cops yeah so that that's an interesting uh point of reference somewhat related but also unrelated i just realized that so far all of the men in this are bad yeah (laughs) Yeah, men are just bad (laughs) well the warden is Doing his job the best that didn't, he can. Didn't he? But he's he's definitely guy. evil. Look at his look at his yeah. hideous appearance. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess. In Rocky World evil hideous people are usually evil. Usually yeah. that is that is true. Shigechi was okay. Shigechi was reformed. So so the warden. Eventually, ex- 
the warden explains that you're free to walk around, shower whenever you want, use Ooh. the use the library or the study. Um, if you want, you, some people can have a TV in your cell. If you want to uh, study, you can bring books and you can go to the library. You can take out books and it sounds really nice. Uh, it's, it sounds <laughs> very honestly permissive like, prison. It sounds like prisons in other countries. It sounds like a resort. Like, like in, in like Northern Europe and like even Jackie and I watched the beginning of that Colonia Dignidad uh, docu-series on Netflix and it's like this ex like crazy cult German guy. But, that, but there and, is no prison and there. And prison, yeah, they're interviewing him in jail and oh. it just looks like a nice like retirement home. I totally did not realize he was in prison. Yeah. I didn't realize until you said Pretty that Pretty positive just now. that was jail, yeah. Okay. Um, also, are there men and women in the prison? Yeah, I think they have, they have, uh, it's sectioned They're separated, off. but yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it is interesting. The only good cop I can think of, by the way, might be Josuke's grandpa. Yeah. Who's like the, yeah, actually, not the, sh- the police chief of Morio, but that's also because Morio. dead because the only good cop. Oh, yeah. another, oh. another good one. Wasn't there a dog named Police? That's true. In part four, <laughs> Koichi's dog is named Police. So that's, that's a, a different one. kind of police, the one good, though. The one good police, yeah. yeah. It's the most pro-cop yeah. chapter of JoJo's. <laughs> um, All cops are no, bloodhounds. I, I, was, I was sort of thinking how, especially in part five, you see, like, nobody really trusts, in the world of JoJo, nobody really trusts authority, and when people do, it turns out bad for them. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting to see that just, like, become the entire backdrop of part six. Mm. yeah that is a good point too and yeah part five it's like there's the mafia but then it's sort of like yeah we end the mafia we kind of do our own thing they don't become like a structureless system like they rule they reign in hell instead of serve in heaven um wow look how deep we're getting um (laughs) what were we talking about we were talking about the orientation process yeah so we so what do you think his deal is with the with the pink crocodile charlotte I yeah I don't know why this quirk is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, what does this mean? What is the point of this? That's I don't understand. Is it like I think he's going to be a guy later? You know, maybe. Does he think of Does he think of the prisoners as children? Maybe, and that's why he needs to talk to them with a puppet. Um, maybe I like that. Maybe it's just the sort of cheap same idea as like the veneer of being like this is a free jail and you can do anything you want here. It's just like, you know, like that's bullshit. Just like that puppet yeah, is like bullshit. Friendly, it's you. It's puppet like, friendly. Yeah, until, you're talking. Until you talk back to him. Right. That's the thing too. Is it's an excuse for him to be like, look, I'm nice to the to the young people. But then when she doesn't wait to be called on, then he just screams at her about the mm. earrings or whatever. It might yeah. just be for that gag. There are rules to this prison though. Uh, I don't, I didn't write them down, but like one of them is like, uh, in, uh, inmates can't, lend each other things can't borrow or lend from each other um no metal objects uh yeah um and i don't remember what there there was one more i don't remember what it was yeah i i don't know if those were in the manga or if i just fixated on the part about not touching the list of prisoners in their skills you, <laughs> it's a pretty good you know, bit yeah you know actually what now thinking about like the freedom thing and like the it seems just like college like they're all just dorming and they can kind of just yeah. Do yeah. Oh right, what that's is what I was dorm if not a prison. Yeah, that's right. You're all just here to have fun, but you can never leave. <laughs> is what I was thinking about was like yeah, Araki. It's definitely uh, yeah, it's an excuse to have the plot like flow more freely, but also 
he does i i don't remember if it's in manga only or anime only i i should stop thinking in those terms but at some point it is said like you don't have to wear a uniform or something like that. Oh yeah, that's right. They say that I think about like the holding jail that she's yeah. in at first, but then they proceed mm-hmm. to never make her wear a uniform. But if you look, everyone's drawn as though they're wearing like a like a cape of a uniform, mm-hmm. you know? Like it just has like one single button so they can still show off their little JoJo outfits uh, underneath it. It's not yeah. like a full button-up yeah. shirt. And the thing is to me is that it, like yeah, not only would characters be fighting over each other's uniforms, you know? Like if you have to trade stuff to survive you know and people will charge you for anything then people would obviously be like give me your fucking suspenders you know give me those cool buttons that they only (laughs) make in italy and your hair you know like no (laughs) inmate would actually be able to maintain their crazy hairdo people would be like beating each other up to take out the cool ridiculous zigzag metal clamps they have in their hair or whatever maybe we're just making these assumptions like like maybe we don't like if we were if we had more faith we could have prisons like this in america yeah, I don't really yeah. think faith is a, yeah. something you should try to cash in on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so after orientation, they take Jolene to her cell um, where she meets her new roommate. Um, Did you think she was evil from the jump when you saw a guest? I think it's a really cool opening shot of her chilling in the back of the cell. I just wrote down that she was a babe. So that was my first impression. She's a babe. Absolutely. <laughs> She's a babe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she just she has a cool style to her. Uh and then immediately, like, she tries to go, uh, Jolene tries to go on the top bunk, no, to the bottom bunk, and Gwes freaks out, and it really, like, it's, I don't know, I just, I've noticed how this show, that I mean, it's it happens, I think, every season, but it's, like, the characters go from, like, zero to 100, like, it's, like, calm, and then suddenly it's, like, yelling, like, <laughs> and it's, like, there's colors, and it's, like, scary and it's like you're just having an argument but it's like there's no like there's no like in between that it's just like things are chill or things are like super intense yeah guess definitely has like bipolar vibes to her yeah in a in very short time spans uh yeah but she tries to hit her kind of with a barbell i don't know if she throws it or if she just swings it at her oh yeah but it just seems to graze her Um, why are you allowed to have a barbell that's you can't if have you're allowed a to have TV, working out. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess you know if 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 like you're allowed to have a TV, then they might also let you work out privately. But I don't. I guess maybe Guess is good at holding back her violent side when she's in front of authority. Because, look, I'll just ask it right now while it's on the top of my head. Um, where did the parrot come from in the jail? I understand yeah. getting a rat in a prison, but like. <laughs> And I'm not that familiar with Florida's fauna, but do mm, parakeets they definitely just have fly around there, Jackie? You've been to South Florida many times. You ever uh, see a parrot? I've not seen them just like in the wild. All right. They have parakeets in Edgewater, Maybe if you New went... Jersey. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Well, I did not know that. Just like, go to Edgewater. just like flying around? Just like, fl- like living in the trees. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. I mean, I can't really so remember I, like, I what assume birds. they live in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't really remember what birds I saw. I don't rem- there no I don't feel like there's no pigeons there. I don't remember seeing any pigeons. What? There's got to be pigeons. I don't remember there. Pigeons any. will go anywhere and they don't give a fuck about humans. So I feel like mm. continental Maybe US. Disney World killed off all the pigeons oh, no. in the area. All the <laughs> pigeons got on this one ride that decapitated them all. <laughs> do you know do you know the thing about Disneyland and there's how there's no birds 
in Anaheim, California. No. What? There, it's a real thing where, like, if you go to Anaheim, California, where Disneyland is, there are no, there are no like wild pigeons. There's no just like street pigeons. Um, reportedly, because Disneyland does something to cull the pigeon population, so that if you're a family going to Disneyland, you won't get pooped on. Wow. They that, do that near wow. uh, airports too. They just murder all that the birds sense. that they can. Because they well, would that's... explode the engines. Or <laughs> yeah, something. they would just fly into the turbines. Oh, it would be fucked. Because that does happen. Um, there are like 20 species of parakeets in Florida. Just flying around. Okay. Um, and Gwes took one. Yeah. <laughs> Gwes snatched one. one. One like flew in through the bars or something. You know, when she's like looking out the window, uh, you know, masturbating to the to the light to the, to the <laughs> sunlight light. going yeah. through the yeah. clouds or whatever that sexy moonlight uh, <laughs> a, a parakeet a parakeet fl- flew through the, those windows in this prison yeah. they probably let you just have pets that might be true too but this to me <laughs> feels like a thing that I've we've definitely seen in I think Shawshank Redemption or maybe I'm also thinking of Green Mile but there's some famous prison movie oh, where the guy has true. a little yeah a little bird or a little rat in his pocket a little rat um, a little rat friend so it feels like it's that prison trope specifically. Little mouse. Yeah. Uh, and oh, Araki maybe, right. you know, he may have looked up a parrot that uh, was in Florida. And and goddamn, does he get mileage out of the parrot? Like, he really practices drawing the parrot. The funniest thing to me in this these chapters is when Gwes tells the, the parrot, like, now jump to my finger. There's a shot of the parrot looking, like, scared at, like, the reader from the manga panel. And there's, like, scared, like, like like I don't know what you call so, it. So like eyes like, wide open. Not really. No, it just looks like a bird. Okay. But it just has that like big like splash of color behind it. Like, <gasps> yeah. you know, like it's scared. It's funnier that it doesn't have big eyes, that it is just a bird. <laughs> God, yeah, that's definitely my favorite part of the show so far. Um, but anyway, she meets Gwes. Gwes is like very possessive over the, the bottom bunk. Uh, and she has the amulet. The charm. The charm thingy that Jolene thought she threw into the drain and no one complained yeah, just sitting about. on the bed. It's just chilling there. And Jolene's like, I want that. And she's like, $200. She's like, whoa, <laughs> never mind. Um, oh, yeah. And then that's where we see like the bird tries to eat something. But it's like you just see like arms coming out of the head. Out of the neck. Yeah, the bird's what? head comes off and we see that human hands have like pushed the head off yeah. and it grabs cookies off the desk. Mm-hmm. And takes this them back the into... what show there is. <laughs> it's yeah. such a great moment. It is also zero to 100. Yeah, and I just love that like Jolene can't just call it out. She's just like, what? And then <laughs> Guest continues talking about whatever. Um, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is with that bird? Don't you yeah. think that's worth interrupting? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe... Is there, a, is there a human being inside of that bird? Maybe she's just like, I don't want to cause any trouble. This, yeah, like, that's true. She went crazy. She wouldn't be rude about yeah. the man inside the bird. Yeah, no. you know, hey, man, it's your bird. Like, <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> I, th- I think she'd be right, too, too. I, I do feel like Gus would freak out if, if yeah. she brought up the fact that there appears to be a tiny human in the bird. <laughs> and it, since it's been a long time since I read JoJo, watching this for the first time earlier last week, I did think, like, I don't remember what this power is. Like, I was sitting there like, what the fuck? is this <laughs> like I, I didn't think like oh it's someone she stuffed into a bird i was like is the bird fake is it does the bird have powers like what the fuck is it was you forgot very confusing yeah <laughs> it, it is a good curveball from Araki because you're because you're thinking like how is this a power which part yeah. of this is the power 
Yeah, or is it another stand user that is fucking with guests and she yes. doesn't even know that her exactly. bird is fake? That was something I, I remember oh. thinking too. Was I was like, does she not know? Um, but yeah, then uh, then she appears to be friends with Jolene. Or she's yeah, like, I'm sorry. she's like, hey, I'm sorry. There, there was nothing inside the charm. Um, and she's like, sorry, I'm shy around new people. It's my fault. Let's be friends. And oh. it's like she's trying to be nice. And that that's in the next morning. Uh, but Jolene cries herself to sleep and says, I'm so lonely I could cry, Aww. which is probably a reference to the Hank Williams song, I'm so lonesome I could cry. Okay. Which I think Hank Williams is a country singer, right? Old school country singer. That's right. I think she so also between- says too much is happening all at once, which is also like a tagline for this entire series. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Mm. <laughs> By the way, their bed is huge. Like I was like, oh, yeah. that oh, bunk yeah, bed yeah. is like, like that's a not a twin bed. Bunk bed. Yeah, that's a queen. Exactly, it's huge. What a comfortable prison. <laughs> yeah, I'd kind of like to go there. Only in Florida. Just, yeah. yeah. Only yeah, only in Florida. I'm sure it has super nice prisons that uh, <laughs> birds fly in and out of, and uh, you know, it's great. What's next? I don't remember. So, uh, so she tries to be all nice, and then Jolene is like, "Aw, okay." We're, we're friends, whatever. And then Jolene gets up off the bed because they're going to breakfast. Jolene gets up off the bed with her pants and like the floor is all wet and she gets her pants wet. And uh, the the girl goes to, um, Gwes goes to eat and Jolene stays behind to clean up and to fix her pants, I guess. I don't remember what she does about her pants, but they're wet. Yeah, she she cleans up the water and, and I, I she's wearing her pants later, so I assume she dried them out or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she goes down to eat, but all the food is sold out. And like, I guess that's just the thing about freedom. You're free to be late and not get any food. And other people are free to eat all your food. Yeah. And the cook says something like, or the worker in, at the at the little cafeteria says something like, that's one of the seven wonders or seven rules of the prison. Yeah. Seven wonders or something. <laughs> and reading the comic, it still didn't make any fucking sense. I think she <laughs> yeah. says it for two different things too. Like the cook is like, that's another rule of the prison. And it's like, that's not a rule. You're naming a phenomenon that happens. Like <laughs> yeah. you're saying like people steal from each other. That's not a rule. That's, I mean, I guess it kind of is. Well, it's not steal from. It's not like your food is rationed and you can only have one helping. It's like, the I think it can- is. No, I think it's just like, it's a, like a buffet, like, like an, on a college campus when they have like the the food that like is out and that you can you pick up your tray and you go and you pick whatever you want um they make a certain amount and people can go and take as much as they want but then I, you know yeah maybe it's that and yeah in the comic uh Jolene's complaining about there not being food but then another uh prisoner comes up from the side and the cook just hands them like packaged food like as though mm. she already like made like a to go thing and Jolene's like What's the deal? And she's like, oh, people who were working outside on the grounds in the morning could come and take it. That's another rule. Mm. It was like, are these really rules or do you just make up shit? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just chaos. Yeah. And people take double banana, double milk if they want. Yeah. Um, double banana. And then, who yeah. Who so the, two bananas? I think too nobody. Much banana. It looked like she only, she ate half of two bananas. Because, yeah. <laughs> because the, it looked Disgusting. like there was still banana there was still banana in the banana, in the in the peel, you know? <laughs> yeah. there was still, like, when I used to work at the office, they had bananas out for us, and somebody, I never figured out who, would come in the morning and slice a banana in half and leave half of the banana in the basket. It's oh, it's evil. That's good if you have, like, children. Maybe that would work. But yeah, with other right. people... It's... But not in, this, not, in this, 
workspace. Yeah, you don't want the banana after it's been opened. I would never pick up a stray opened. half a banana. Yeah, just no. just take the whole banana, eat half of it now, and then eat the other half later in the afternoon. Or you or you like ask someone, do you want to split a banana with me? Yeah. And give them half right yeah. then. But yeah, if you don't know how long it's been open or anything. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that person's weird, Miles. You should have an anonymous um, confession thing like in your company Slack. Let people <laughs> confess. But yeah, it is, this Who, is funny who's cutting me. those bananas in half two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> They're still doing That's it up. at home. Banana thief. El- Elliot, what were you going to say? This is funny to me. I think this is like, this is funny to me as Araki's version of what prison hazing looks like, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, I got, I spilled water on the floor. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> I got your, I got your $10,000 pants wet. Yeah. You know, yeah. or whatever. But I think. And now you can't eat breakfast. What is the, the, does she say what the source of the water is in the show? No, she No, just, it's a mystery. Yeah. I think in the what comic, it's it is? something like she, like the clogged sink or something, like water uh, is backed up or something like that. And I think. It's it, just like hair okay. in the sink or something. I think S is like, oh yeah, I backed up the sink or something. Like she just, as though she needed to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, thankfully it's not piss. That's good. We have not had our <laughs> I piss moment. Piss. It's not piss colored, but we're, I seemed pissed. Yeah, we're we're getting like as you go a little bit further into a JoJo arc, you just have to be ready for the piss jokes because they're gonna be there. Yeah. Um eventually th- there's piss. It just happens with him and poop, I think, a lot of the time. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> so when she's she's look she finds out she can't she's she can't eat anything. And I think the whole episode she doesn't eat anything, right? We don't see her eat anything. No. She's just starving. No. Um, Gwes comes by and you see that she has all her all this food, and you find out that Gwes is the one who spilled the water and they're not actually friends in Gwes's name. <laughs> um, that's when you learn they're not actually friends. We're I, not friends. I believed it mm. at first. Um, and then Gwes is like hanging out in the hallway somewhere and she starts talking to her bird, and that's when it's just yeah. weird. Oh, right. Oh, but- Oh, Don't sorry. forget what Jolene finds in the trash. Yes. Uh, she threw out a picture of uh, her parents. So she th- she did have the contents of the charm, potentially. Yeah, she said, like, I did get the amulet, but someone sold it to it me for empty. two bucks. It was empty. Yeah. And then, you know, but she threw probably the not the case, considering it's the day's trash. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Jolene was able to retrieve that from the trash. Uh, There's so much food in the trash. Yes, I, I'm glad it's you said it. It's a very funny so. shot. It was yeah. extremely full. It was like compacted, but like, yeah, four solid like, feet of trash. Yeah. Of it's like everybody who goes to the to the prison breakfast buffet gets mm-hmm. like food for three people and finishes half of that. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just dumping half of each thing that they bite into. Yeah. yeah. Later, Jolene does do a swap on Gwes, and she does swap in like half a banana to her hand so maybe mm. then Jolene did eat like part of a banana no I think she got it from the trash you think she just gave her a half trash banana yeah. oh a trash banana yeah it's possible yeah alright now they work at my job <laughs> cause it looked sliced it looked you know it was a nice clean cut yeah so Gwes is talking to the bird and she's like I love you and you love me and you know do learn to fly and jump or whatever and and she's talking to the bird and it's crazy because she's talking to a bird one of my favorite scenes <laughs> ever it's so good and uh, but, so she tells the bird to jump in uh from her shoulder to like her finger or not jump but fly and so it does it and then the bird goes whoa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like whoa and she gets yeah. really mad at the bird birds like birds don't do that 
Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's she's like where are you from? That bird say whoa. Yeah, it's just like the bird lands on her finger, but it's a little unsteady, and the bird's like whoa, like steadying itself, and she's yeah. like what? <laughs> whoa. Um, Excuse me. It's such a funny thing because I don't know why, but just <laughs> the drawing, especially of seeing a bird go whoa, like uh, <laughs> it should not work. So we we all know that this isn't a real bird. That there's a tiny person inside this bird. Yeah. What do you think Wes believes? Do you think that not well not believes, but why do you think Wes wants this person to act like a bird? Uh, well, she says they're going to escape together, and I think she needs people to think it's just a bird flying away, that it's not a person. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yes. Like it's not like a person right, running to the is... control center. Yeah, it's that like... she was going to plan an escape with the bird. Why would you even yeah, escape I think she from says this chill-ass prison? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to commit crimes, probably. I think if you have a power yeah, like that... Crimes. Who I knows think what Gwes is in here for? I think if you have a power like that, you have to try to escape. Like, why wouldn't you? You I might think like. that it was given to you for a purpose. It's like, I can make people tiny. We can just... That's so easy now. It's like, I can just... We can slip through the bars and <laughs> open the door for me. But she can't make herself tiny. Yeah. No. But, uh, okay... How much of how much of her doing that is like for her own amusement? Does she really oh, yes. want this thing Most to be a bird? <laughs> yeah, some of it's her own amusement and just her humiliating people that she knows she's shrunk into an animal, including because the animal guard. thing is like has nothing to do with a stand. She yeah. gets to shrink people, and and then just have control over them. But no, the part where she puts them into a dead animal carcass—that's all Quest. I. That's all Quest, baby. I do think that she she thinks that they'd be like better camouflaged that way, but it would be like the slowest, most awkward rat you've ever seen if it ran past you. I think she prefers because she keeps she wants them to be cute and she wants them to talk cute to her. Like that has yes. nothing to do with the plan. I like, think that's just like a bonus yes. for her. Yeah, she's like that is yeah, a bonus. Yeah, she says like you you can't talk unless you say something in a really cute voice, like yeah. I love you or yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then there were there were. Very funny translation uh, attempts that I think really worked in English mm-hmm. later, but yeah. So anyway, I relate to Gwes because I like cute things as well. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it okay. could, could also be about control. <laughs> you know, like you you have to do what I say now. You're my tiny doll. You're my puppet. You know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I took it. Also, we should probably move a little bit faster. I'm trying to think though, because right. so much shit does happen in this episode that it is hard to. Okay, well, well, this is where Jolene replaces the bird with the banana, and then Jolene is running off with the bird, and she notices that the bird, uh, its head is weird, and that's when she starts seeing just hands and legs come out of the bird. Yeah, and this is where it was really hard for me to figure out what when this she, was because she just took the bird's head off and just bloody limbs fall out. When did when did when did yeah, there's Quest no come? torso in there? Yeah, there's no torso. Or there's head. no head. Jackie Guest did not. Do that. I don't think. I believe oh. Goo Goo Dolls, her stand, is inside oh. the bird oh. corpse. And when Jolene exposes it by taking its head off, Goo Goo Dolls freaks out and just chopped up the shrunken person inside. Okay. But she doesn't know that. She doesn't know the stand is there. Yes. The stand just knows I'm far from my user and I'm being exposed. Um. Okay. Because like Jolene, at this point, stands are like something you kind of understand, something you kind of control. Mm-hmm. but not 100%. Okay. Well, 
then uh, Gwes like finds her and turns her small, and yeah. that's scary. And that's yeah. when we there's learn... a really cool art transition here when the JoJo moment where the color palette shifts. Mm. Um, the way they do it here is, is very cool. Where when jo- when Jolene uh, realizes that she's small and all the colors shift. Yeah, yeah. There's like cause... blood on the wall. That's yeah, great. yeah. It's blood next to a giant electrical outlet, but it's no, you've shrunk. Yeah. Um, and all that blood was from you kicking a tiny corpse, uh, so that so that Gwes couldn't see it, and then Gwes <laughs> takes her back into the cell and throws a, a rat corpse at her. Yeah. And says, "Oh, she sings Jolene here. Oh, That's very yes. important. Yeah. In in the Japanese, it's closer to the original melody. Yeah, it it's is. not a perfect rendition, certainly, but but it's very close. Yeah, in the English one, it it sounds like someone who's never heard Jolene is singing Jolene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but." I do think Legally that both distinct. Yeah, I think both voice actors here are great. It's Kira Buckland doing Jolene, obviously. And Gwes is voiced by Amber Lee Connors, who has done a bunch of video game voices, mm. uh, including she was recently Eno in the latest Guilty Gear. Cool. And along with Kira Buckland, they they both are voices in Honey Pop, mm. a game I have never played. We also, around this time, is when we learned that the name of the stand is uh gg dolls or google do- google google goo dolls google drive <laughs> or google. cry cry dolls <laughs> cry cry dolls is is this is like an early like oh awful stand localization name <laughs> this yeah, is bad goo goo doesn't have anything to do with cry cry i guess the, they're both noises like, babies like, make goo, yeah goo goo gaga noises. It should be wow wow dolls. They should have called it Gaga, the Gaga dolls. Gaga dolls. Well, then that sounds like Lady Gaga, and they're gonna chicken yeah. out about Lady Gaga as well. Yeah, wow wow. You can't win. <laughs> wow wow dolls. dolls. Should, like fart fart dolls. Something poop 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 <laughs> dolls. I don't know. Pee pee dolls. Yeah, <laughs> diaper dolls. I don't know something. Miles, as a father, do you feel any of these words click more than others? Uh, no, they're all good. Okay, good. Thanks. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Gwest throws the rat corpse. She's like, get inside the rat. Yeah, get, get in the fucking robot. She's like, the rat's better because uh, <laughs> birds can't hold things. So <laughs> you'll be in a better position because you can like, you have hands. Yeah. There's no telling. how human-like rat hands are. Yeah, they're definitely better than, she yeah. Be, like, Gwest must have been very intricate about skin- skinning that rat then if they can be worn as gloves. Mm. It's very tiny. Yeah, she Very removed all the knife. organs, but maybe yeah. that's why she's in there. I yeah, I, ugh, just awful, <laughs> awful animal crimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. um, it makes sense too because you can't put your hands in wings. You can't hollow out a bird's wings; they're just filled with hollow bones, you know. But rats, yeah. you could maybe control the paws a little bit. But yeah, it is like what she got each finger in the claw like a glove. She like, just took all the bones out of the arms so that you can put your hands in. Fucking disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I want to say maybe not so much in the anime, but in the comic, Jolene looks kind of cute in the rat body. <laughs> I can't describe it. It's just like this because it's kind of a cute animal girl thing. I don't know. It's just okay. funny. Okay. Um, you see where Gwes is coming from now. I get it a little bit more now. It definitely works. She makes her run on. She makes her run on on a little uh, wheel that she made out of matchsticks. I like this. I like that. Yeah, it's very. Did funny. she? She made. She like. So she got this rat. Like amazingly, fil- like fucking gutted it and stuff, and then also built a bunch of rat training tools out of matchsticks. <laughs> like Wes why? Is really talented. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> she's really good at arts uh, and crafts. Yeah, she somehow does that ridiculous <laughs> hair and makeup every day. I'm assuming. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, th- this is where we learned that the tiny person that was killed, that was inside the bird, uh, was a guard. Um, Who that... was fired for being lazy. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. everyone thinks just went home already, but he never made it home. Uh, <laughs> no. She also tells Jolene that, uh, you know, you, you're, you can't talk because you're a rat, but uh, if you want to talk in a cutesy way, I'll allow it. Yeah, and you can say, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, And she also quotes, it sounds like she's quoting like the Bible or something, or she's saying something about God. It's John. Created n- things and named things and stuff. It's the book of John, chapter one, verse two and three, uh, which read like someone who's giving a presentation for the first time, like they haven't proofread or anything. It's like really awkward to read. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And he was with God. Yeah. And God made everything through the word. And without the word, nothing has been made that had not been made. It's like, it's really weird. And it's also strange detail because it's not like Guess is constantly quoting the Bible. It's like she says oh, all of those. I got something for this though. It is just in, in this context, it is just sort of a strange thing to like do this whole wind up to be like, mm-hmm. everything needs a name. Mm. Um, and it is weird that she says, I mean, like, let's let's cut the crap with the fake names that she's like, I'm going to call it Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. And then later, this thing that she doesn't quite speak through, doesn't quite control is like Goo Goo Dolls. Like, would it yeah. have said <laughs> it's like a Pokemon? It learned, yeah. Would it have said anything? Could she have called it any other band name? And would it repeat that? Or did she just pretend to invent the name when it came out of her already saying Goo Goo Dolls? Mm. You know, it's more this of that weird mystery. Where, where, which where's the name? Come yeah. From? It's true. Yeah. Oh, you're saying like when Pikachu says Pikachu, that might not actually be a good yeah. name for it. It's just that's what the, that's what that little little rat says. Like, did Pikachu so say, say Pikachu okay. first, or did they name it Pikachu and then it started saying Pikachu? Ah, I see. I see. Huh? Who knows? I don't know who. I don't know who Chicken taught Meowth, Meowth to speak. Then. Yeah. Wow. They trained it. Meowth has a whole backstory episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've not seen that. I don't remember it. Um. Anyway, so there. So Quest has a plan. She wants to break out of the prison. She's going to use her tiny pet to do it. Um, And she's like, you're going to go through these bars. You're going to get to the control room. You're going to open the doors and then we're going to walk out, I guess, is the plan, even though there's guards and shit. And and you're going to make note of the cameras (laughs) something. Yeah. Um, So she's, so Jolene as a rat goes and starts to do this. Um, I don't know why she doesn't just attack um, Gwes with her string powers at this point. Well, she doesn't really but, know what they can do. But then again, I guess it's because she's small. Like she needs Gwes to turn her big again. Yeah, we don't see if she has like a small yeah, stand. Yeah, she might because like, I think, think that's a got thing. their power first. Uh, Jolene. Oh, that's a good point. Jolene would have had to, but then that means Gwes just got this like yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm. So she just picked it up faster. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah. In jail, you have to be quick on your feet and think fast (laughs) and maybe learn how to skin animals, not skin, gut animals for the first time. Um, Gotcha. So Jolene is, you know, she crosses through to where the guards are and stuff and she's looking for the control room, but she realizes, oops, uh, she's starting to get bigger. The rat costume is uh, breaking because she's now getting too big for it. And the guards hear some noise i guess they hear her stretching and making noises yeah the 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 costume ripping is what they hear she's under one of the guard desks yeah um and so she deduces she realizes that um it's because 
she's now far away from the stand user and so distance is a factor. Um, so she's far away from Gwes um, and that's why she's getting bigger. Um, so she creates a distraction with coffee. She spills coffee when the, the guards are like looking for something because they hear a noise um, and she's able to distract them and escape. Um, yeah, she jumps onto the one guard who gets coffee spilled on him. She jumps onto his coat. So when he picks up his coat to leave and clean, she's in it and then jumps out. Uh, while he walks away. So she tries to now just go back and leave because she's getting big and she wants to go back and I guess tell Gwes. Yeah, abort the mission. Yeah. Um, but now her Gigi Google Dolls, Googie, <laughs> I can't say uh-huh. it. Google Google Dolls yeah. starts chasing her and he's like, Googie. Uh, he's, he's an ugly little fucker too he's he is he's he's a gross like pointy he, bart simpson shaped head thing. in a good way he looks like the gross one from part four that um the house one that like latched on your back you oh yeah you look like that yeah cheap trick in my head i don't remember cheap trick yeah i think that's cheap trick who there's an NHK drama, I don't know if you know that, that about the Rohan side stories, but they're also going uh-huh. to do an episode out. That story arc is going to have a live action Japanese drama. <laughs> uh, wow. In about two two weeks. End of the year, they're putting out three more episodes. Three or four more episodes of the Rohan live action uh, NHK okay. drama. Amazing. So look, look forward to seeing what I, they do for Cheap Trick. I need to see that. Okay. Yeah, the first three episodes are pretty good. They came out last year and the same time, end of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an ugly Christmas little Goo Goo Dolls. It's chasing Jolene. It slashes at her and like cuts her shoulder open. Yeah. And then her uh, her stand, her thread stand, her, what, what, what did they call it? Clumps of yarn stand. Eventually she calls it like, yeah, clumps, but yeah. Shows up and it's all cool. It's got some glasses and. Well, the, to a degree, I think it's. I did tell you to skip stuff. Okay. But yes, uh, it's just like I didn't write. I didn't write down everything at this point. Yeah, she's no. getting a, she's getting attacked by it, but then she like climbs into the rafters and she's still expanding, and she expands so much that she can't get out of the rafters, like these oh, support okay. beams against the ceiling. And yeah, that's when she's cornered, and it's gonna swipe at her again, mm-hmm. and then something punches it. Dun dun dun. Goo Goo Dolls. Dun, dun, dun. And, and then Goo Goo Dolls tries again. He's like, fuck it. And he goes to slash at her again. And then it gets hammered into the wall by, yeah, a cool blue stand. Yeah. Made out of wires. Yeah. Sunglasses. That wears sunglasses. And yeah, it's like its torso is separate from its legs. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she notices that threads she's been able to throw around and stuff seems to be grouped together into a, a, a stand. But yeah, in the dub, she calls it a clump. Yeah. Which maybe like, maybe like she a, does in Japanese. I don't know. Just like a clump of yarn, or something. Yeah, it doesn't sound powerful at all. Mm-hmm. To just think and the of stand is called yarn. Professor Clump. <laughs> <laughs> it is not called that. That's from the Nutty Professor, right? Yeah, and Meet the Clumps. Yeah, is that a sequel or a spinoff? It is. Yes. It sure it's is. Awful name, awful. Um, <laughs> and then uh. Guess comes up to her with her face all fucked up because just like Jolene at one point gets cut because Goo Goo Dolls chops through her thread uh, by her punching Goo Goo Dolls in the face twice, 
uh, Guess's face is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I love that Jolene's like, shrink me down so I can get out of here. And Guess is like, okay, $200. And <laughs> Jolene's like, yeah. just fucking do it. Yeah. And He's like, fuck you! <laughs> you know, it gets like really, uh, you know, intense. <laughs> As it should, if you're trapped like in one of those beams in the ceiling and yeah. this little like razor monkey has been trying to slash at you, I can understand wanting to to get down quickly. And then guess as the worst negotiator ever is like, okay, you can also sleep in the bottom bunk mm-hmm. if you want. <laughs> yeah. Which thinking about it now, by the way, she does. Jolene does sleep in the bottom yeah. bunk at the end. Oh, you're right. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so she does get shrunken down a little bit, but bef- I think before she can get a- asked to be brought back to full size, uh, guess pushes her through the bars again, I guess. She makes her small yes. and pushes her through. And, and that's where she- One last attempt. Yeah. And so she's like, letting her grow back to like medium size and yelling to the guards like, oh, someone's passed the guard, you know, the gun yeah. point, they keep calling it. I don't know if that's an actual prison yeah. term. She's like, oh, she crossed the, yeah, whatever it is. And then like security guard's like, ah, then he goes and he goes, gets to get something. And she's like, he's going to get a gun and shoot you. And he is, has every right to do so. Yeah. And she's very much <laughs> like, you suck. I've won. Oh God. Uh, and they don't really show it, but it. I think the idea is that Stone Free, her stand... Well, this is where she she gives it a name. She's like, well, you said stuff about names, so I'm going to name it. And she's like, Stone Free, because I want to be free from this Stone Ocean, Ocean. prison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it seems like Stone Ocean is able to punch her through the bars, but there's no like moment where they like zoom out and show you like, oh, the wires are letting her go through the bars it's just we just see her stand pummel the shit out of her even though Mm -hmm. she's on the other side of something (laughs) yeah but we do get a really cool shot of jolene standing still but her hair is blowing as her stand is just behind her punching Mm -hmm. the shit out of something it's a windy ass prison yeah uh that's a very fun thing and then of course conveniently the guards come back later because jolene's like now take me out of here shrink me and the guards are like i didn't see anything and then we see that the cameras were turned down that jolene Mm -hmm. also used one of her strings to pull the camera away because yeah, what they would see would be one girl pinned up against the bars, uh, being threatened, and then suddenly like shaking like crazy as this invisible ghost thread monster punches her. Uh, so it's it's definitely very convenient that Jolene decided nobody should see all of that. Um, and uh, she gets out. And then, yeah, Gwess is crying, crying her little butt off in the top bunk. And Jolene, how does it, how does it end? I don't remember, actually. I think that's how it ends. She's crying and Jolene is like staring at a picture of her parent, the little locket picture. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then Duffy. And then Duffy. A beach. Um, so two, two things, uh, or is it one? Two things. Okay. So this is not the first stand we've seen that can shrink things. In part five, the stand user Formaggio, an early part of part five, fights Narancia, who has Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Formaggio keeps shrinking him. Uh, Formaggio can shrink himself and it takes time for him to shrink things whereas Guess seems to be able to shrink things instantaneously and it has longer range yeah but they both shrink shit and I think that I think that this one and that's what does he use the shrinking powers for I don't remember okay to just bother Eros to bother because it doesn't seem like that useful of a power it seems useful in a prison but I think in like in real life like oh I can I can make you small like I don't know it doesn't seem that useful we'd have to well he does something where he shrinks a car and then I think he lets the car go back to full size which is dangerous oh yeah that's true well can Guest shrink non-people that's the thing is it seems she's never tried it seems like yeah either she's never tried she knows she can't shrink herself uh, but we don't see her shrink anything that's not organic. Mm-hmm. Um, she's organic only, and it has to be certified as such by an okay. independent board. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, 
<laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's like these two stands are very similar, but I guess, I don't know. I guess he just really wanted a shrinky stand to yeah. be in jail, especially because like this power really is like shrinking people and turning them into animals. But that's like too complicated. She doesn't, power. Tur- she doesn't turn them into animals. But, but, She's I'm, just no. But crazy. the effect is like I can shrink you and force you to be a pet. Yeah. Is really what her personality wants. Mm-hmm. So that could have just been the power is I turn you into an animal that's this big. Um, uh, there were, as I've mentioned before, I decided I'm not going to read all of them, but Araki leaves a comment on every chapter that came out in Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, and my two favorites are, this came out in January of 2000. Uh, Happy New Year. My goal for the new millennium is to go is going to be to buy a mobile phone and use it. Wow. That's one of them. Aww. And then in order to cultivate... I hope some, he did it. <laughs> I don't know if he did. Yeah. I mean, a cell phone is very important in one of the future parts, but I cannot tell you. Uh, and the other one I like is, in order to cultivate some tomatoes this year, I'm going to get some dirt ready while it's still winter. I'm going to do it. So he's just full of like okay. New Year's resolutions. Right. He also plugs a bunch get of shit where he's dirt, like, Rocky. yeah, get it together. Let it let it thaw out now. I don't know. Uh, I just like the wrote, I'm going to do it. You yeah. think Araki plays games on his phone? <laughs> no, but I would love <laughs> to ask him if he has games yeah. on his phone. He's, he's playing the JoJo yeah. gotcha game. He can't. Araki, you're right <laughs> in. Gone. Oh, it's They're all over. Oh, it's gone also. Peter Potter Pop is gone. I think Diamond Records oh. is definitely gone. And then Stardust Shooters is probably also gone because it's older. But yeah, what happened what to that the, uh, Battle Royale one? Bad, the Battle Royale oh, JoJo arcade game is still going. They just put out Diavolo, or they're about to Hell put out yeah. Diavolo. Uh, I don't know why I can't play it. I need to go to Japan or something and bring back a bunch of them. Uh, <laughs> and then JJB Pod Patreons will be allowed to visit uh, my house, but they have to do what I say and speak in a cute voice the entire time <laughs> they are playing <laughs> JoJo's Last Survivor. Um, uh, yeah, no, that game looks awesome. I've been thinking about how I like... It does. I like and, and hate every Battle Royale that I've played at the same time. And maybe that JoJo's one would be the perfect mix because even though everyone has all these powers and I don't have the brain power to keep all those in mind, if it was JoJo, I'd be like, right, because he can skip time. I'd get it. Mm-hmm. It'd be really easy for me to pick up. Um, listeners, if you have any connections to, I don't know, Namco or whoever makes that shit, uh, write in to <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com or tweet to us. We are at JJBpod. Uh, so yeah, how does, I mean, Elliot, you've watched ahead, you've watched the 12 and, and now have to suffer and wait. Uh, <laughs> but, but Jackie and Miles, how do you, you feel so far about the anime after watching this episode? Did your, did your feelings change after the first episode? Like, no, you didn't, you, did your expectations or, or your feelings on Jojo, like come back to you more clearly than after episode one or anything. I'm just excited for all the weird stuff. You know, I missed it. Mm-hmm. Miles, I really liked this confrontation, and I like the person who wrote in. I I love this introduction into the stand. I like. I think she looks so cool with her sunglasses. I also love that she said yada yada. Yeah. Yes, she, she uh, says, inherits all of Jotaro's little verbal tics. <laughs> Yeah, she can't. She can't help it. It just comes out. But she says yada yada dawa instead of yada yada daze because those are very gendered endings. Oh, they don't. 
make any, they don't mean anything on their own, but dawa is an ending that Japanese women can use, and daze is a very like, I'm a guy in a fucking comic book way of mm. ending a sentence. Um, but they technically both mean is. So, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Japanese. Um, um, yeah, I think uh, I, I had a lot of fun with this on a first watch through. I like that they jump into how weird Jojo is just immediately. And then they also make it so that uh, Jolene as a protagonist just kind of has to like think on her feet and figure mm-hmm. out. Because she, in this episode, she doesn't even know what stands are, but she has to figure out what everything does immediately. Yeah, She's learning the rules, you know, she's learning about distance it's- and... Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting too because I think former JoJo protags they usually have like sort of a mentor character. Sometimes they sometimes just Jotaro will teach them mm-hmm. what stuff is. Yeah, um, Jolene does not have that. Yeah, Jotaro had Abdul who came there and just was like, "Here are all the rules," because it yeah. was like a new mechanic. Yeah, because Araki was just throwing everything out and starting over, kind of with JoJo, and so yeah. he just has a guy just read all the rules as he was making it up. Uh, Elliot, have I asked, like, did you know that JoJo did this, like, big shift from part two to part three? I apologize if I'm, like, if if I'm retreading old stuff. But, like, I struggle a lot with recommending it to people because I like part one. I know that part one has weaknesses. I want to be, like, a don't skip Nazi. Yeah. But uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did you know about, like, the, the shift in tone? Or do you have any feelings on that? Not so much tone. I knew there was a shift in power set mechanics, and like yeah. yeah and mechanics and how like the the martial arts stuff is gonna happen um but i i'm also with you though i think i think jojo's more enjoyable if you take it from the beginning mm. yeah but i don't know how i don't know i guess a lot of people are turned off by that too and i understand why yeah it is like something i can't think of other comics that really do that kind of thing i mean i guess Without spoiling it, but like Berserk is pretty different after all the like medieval stuff with Guts and Griffith being best buds, and then it's just right. like totally different after a certain thing happens. Um, but it is this this thing now where even it's it's well whatever I don't know people listening to this don't need to hear this whole thing. Um, but uh, I will say that that yeah, with part six starting up, it's like even though we're in the stand side of JoJo's, it's like it's satisfying. You know, he's not like he doesn't need to change it again and come up with a totally different mechanic for JoJo's because it works. It still works. Seeing a, a hero get their stand, mm-hmm. seeing them fight their first bad guy, understanding the bad guy's mechanics, like solving that mystery because it's always a fucking mystery, and then figuring out how to apply their stand you know how the protagonist uses their own stand to solve the problems uh it goes down smooth yeah it does it works one thing i read was that um araki wanted stone ocean to be a good uh starting point for like oh really the mango the mango yeah he wanted it to be uh, reportedly wanted it to be a good starting for point for people who'd never read jojo's mm. what do you think of that i don't know if that <laughs> i don't know how well it works if, if this is your first jojo introduction ever i think they haven't it... explained what a stand is yet and it's yeah no not at all or an hour in <laughs> i think it i think at least like the powers are simple you know like true so True. it's not like you start out with some crazy thing that like the powers are too complicated. It's just like the characters are interesting and you know weird stuff happens, but it's in the title, you know there's going to be some bizarre stuff. And like 
you know, you know, it has like it seems like people get their powers maybe from the from touching the arrow or like there's something weird with the charm. So like there's like a mystery there. I think it's a good uh, like I don't think it's it, it's not at the point where it's like too complicated for anyone to understand. I think who's like just jumping into it. I um, I think it's a fine starting point. But yeah, I also I don't think it's necessarily a better starting point than three, four yeah. or five. Like it. I don't know. I think three kind of is same. a good one. I think three is a good starting point. Yeah. Right. But also part one, unless you really can't stand like the older drawing style or like a hero that's kind of like a dork, kind of just like an annoying, self-righteous guy like Jonathan. Besides that, it's it's fine. Yeah, but part one is like <laughs> irrelevant to like the newer parts. But Dio. Yeah, it's true. Dio's important. Dio's Dio. a thing. It is also, yeah, I think it's just like if you did read or watch enough of the late 80s, early 90s, martial arts shonen stuff then you're yeah. going to be bored by the breathing crap mm. but watching and like thinking about jojo at all anymore it's like right zeppeli shows him about the power of hamon by karate chopping a frog yeah and it doesn't hurt the frog yeah. and the sound effect yeah. is memeta like it is still its own weird <laughs> yeah thing but uh that's interesting to think of this as a starting point was he dumb and just being like it's for girls it's the Barbie version of I don't JoJo. know. That's it's a good thing, starting though. point. I, I, Maybe right? he thought there's like boys that are bored and want to see girls. And then he's like, this is a great place to start. If you thought my other parts had too many dudes in their abs. That's the other funny thing, too, though. Like with with Araki using, you know, he doesn't feature female characters in his, his manga that often. But even with this one, I feel like they're compared to other 90s or early 2000s uh, Shonen Jump stuff. Like, you you compare it to other other manga that was going on at the time, and there's like way more fan service, and there's way more like male gaze shots mm-hmm. compared to what Araki could be doing. So even then, he doesn't lean super hard into that direction, in my opinion. Um, which is funny. I don't know. I don't know. If, so like, I don't know if that is his angle either. <laughs> That's true. There could be a lot more like fan service. I, yes. I feel like having right. her get completely naked and pose in different naked ways to me <laughs> was like a sort of funny, convenient <laughs> way of doing that. But yeah. it, it's certainly unique, you know, rather than like, let's go to a hot spring. It's it's you know? funny. It's not like, oops, like <laughs> I'm naked and exactly. I'm just yeah. walking around that, like it's normal. <laughs> but that's a, such an early 2000s anime thing. <laughs> I think one fun distinction is that even when Jolene is talking about we're talking about masturbation or does like the pose thing she has a lot more agency i guess as a character right she's like oh um you know she's she's doing it for herself or she's doing it to like spite the guards or something and it's yeah. not like an oops you caught me naked sort of like yeah. innocent thing like she's she's never innocent right like from the beginning she's portrayed yeah. as the opposite of innocent which yeah. is fun it she's, is she's not like an object well, it's a far cry yeah. from the first chapter of JoJo, which depicts like an Aztec sacrifice and just like a woman's tits <laughs> as she's thrown on top of a slab and then he just stabs her with a big like yeah, rock. Well, that's not even a character. Mm. That's just like, but that's you the know? point is that it's not a character, but it is yeah. tits. Yeah. You know, so it's like, <laughs> that's, an, right. that's an excuse to just yeah. be like, look, reader, titties. Now I'm going to be weird for 30 years. <laughs> I'm just going to be a bizarre guy and it's going to be kind of gay the whole time as well. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I wonder if maybe that maybe like you know, Shonen Jump had some edit- editorializing. Like they were like, "Hey, when uh, Guess is crying at the end of this chapter, just have it so her like 
panties are hanging out, that her butt is coming out. And it does make her look sort of silly and weak at yeah. the same time. But I do mm-hmm. notice things like that. Like people just sleep. I mean, he does it with guys too, though. He's like one of the few people that you can say like, no, he really does have the guys like just put their body out there yeah, in a way that you're like, that doesn't seem comfortable. But <laughs> there they <laughs> right. are. Um, and, and back to it being like, um, you know, accessible for someone like an intro to JoJo's. Um, I think it's possible when you have, I mean, like I've definitely bought games and stuff because like when I was younger because there was a girl on the cover you know like I I think it's just like you're, you're you're you might be appealing to different demographic when you change up the main character like that so um I think it's good to to make that easy for the like new fans to to join people who like um m- you know saw other JoJo's maybe in like you know you look at the cover or whatever and you're like okay this is like other you know action hero mm-hmm. you know sci-fi whatever that i've seen before um and they see this one they're like okay this looks different like it's a it's a woman who's fighting and they're in a prison which is weird and interesting and i don't know yeah i i do think also though that like it does also appeal to boys it feels like a win-win because of because of gays <laughs> on women it's like it does like a lot of men will also buy things because there's a woman on it as well yeah. like i've been playing a lot of call of duty this last like year or two and it is funny that like when like they were starting to add like protagonists into like war games that they were like that's not historically accurate there shouldn't be women and you know in the army and world war one or whatever it's like the people i always see playing as those girls are men they're Mm -hmm. all like guys like me that are like but oh but this outfit is the best color like we're all doing that yeah and so like there's been rumors that uh, that people that like that the Shonen Jump did, was mad at Araki because he was making a female protagonist, mm-hmm. you know, or people think like this was the least popular part. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've seen any of that ever backed up. And I'm not going to underestimate the the potential mm-hmm. for like a, a publisher or an editor to make a dumb assumption. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess I'm just saying like, I don't think there's any reason why you should assume that like, boys wouldn't want to read this because it has a lady on it you know mm-hmm. not everybody is going to be like it has to be something i can identify with or i can't enjoy it i mean i think mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i don't know i i think there might be some people who are like oh you know i used to identify with the with the characters and now like it doesn't feel like it's it's for me anymore like there, there were probably some there were probably some people who were like i, I don't know if i can relate to this like there's no character that's like me you but, know but there's i'm saying that might be counterbalanced out by the people who are like Normally, everything features a square-jawed guy from Japan, but now I can look at some boobs and butts at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So, I guess we're trying to sell people on a show they're clearly already watching. Yeah, true. (laughs) We should should wrap up. Um, Okay. But yeah, Elliot, it's been great to talk to you. It's been great to talk to you about JoJo again. Um, I don't know if you want to plug anything you're doing specifically, but should people check out Blazeball? And if so, how do they do that? You can go to blaseball.com. That's spelled baseball, but there's an L <laughs> after the B. Okay. <laughs> That's the L. It's and then what do you com. do? Uh, you, you can sign up for an account. Right now, we are doing short seasons um, before we are going to launch uh, a full game next year in 2022. Um, but right now, we're doing experimental seasons that you can join and play around with experimental mechanics 
and see lots of uh, see a small amount of the weird story that's going on, which includes um, stuff like teams turning into peanuts. Fun stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to read about the Ohio worms before and after this yeah. peanut conversion happened. Um, and yes, listener, we are at JJBPod on Twitter and Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Next week, we're going to talk about episode three of Stone Ocean. Big surprise. Good night, everybody. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.